Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Christmas week, friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast on this uh, beautiful Monday morning. You know, I'm just very excited about Christmas coming up, and I'm definitely excited about the uh, Christmas special that I'm going to be doing on Friday night at midnight. So tune in for that because I think it's going to be a really exciting and special event for everybody who listens to the P40 Ministries podcast. I think it'll be um, a nice little yearly tradition that I'm going to keep doing until obviously the Bible is finished. But you know, let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter 40 verses 1 through 16 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Yahweh spoke to Moses saying, On the first day of the first month, you shall rise up at the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall put the Ark of the Covenant in it, and you shall screen the Ark with the veil. You shall bring in the table and set in order the things that are on it. You shall bring in the lampstand and light its lamps. You shall set the golden altar for incense before the Ark of the Covenant and put the screen of the door to the tabernacle. You shall set the altar of burnt offering before the door of the tabernacle of the tent of meeting. You shall set the basin between the tent of the meeting and the altar and shall put water therein. You shall set up the court around it and hang up the screen of the gate of the court. You shall take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it and shall make it holy and all of its furniture and it will be holy. You shall anoint the altar of the burnt offering with all of its vessels and sanctify the altar and the altar will be most holy. You shall anoint the basin and its base and sanctify it. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of meeting and you shall wash them with water. You shall put on Aaron the holy garments, and you shall anoint him and sanctify him, that he may minister to me in the priest's office. You shall bring his sons and put tunics on them. You shall anoint them as you have anointed their father, that they may minister to me in the priest's office. Their anointing shall be to them for an everlasting priesthood throughout their generations. Moses did so. According to all that Yahweh commanded him, so he did. So I think I need to apologize because... um, I was wrong about a few things in the last couple podcast episodes we did, mainly because I did not read ahead to Exodus 40, which I should have done. So the first thing I said was, I don't know how long it took for them to build the tent of meeting and all of its stuff. But here in, uh, let's see here, in verse two, that the tabernacle was finished by the first month of that year. So the first day of the first month is when the tabernacle was supposed to be raised up, is what it says. So that means that this would be almost exactly a year since God had brought the Israelites out of Egypt. So that means that the the Ten of Meeting and all of the things that were supposed to go into this, like the Ark of the Covenant and and the basin of water and the incense holder, and then, of course, the altar and whatever else I'm missing— that stuff was probably all finished within six months because this has only been a year since God had brought the children of Israel 
out of Egypt. And that's very clear here because uh, if you read how God brought them out, <clears throat> it says that he brought them out, The f- he ordained that month as the new calendar for the Israeli people, and he brought them out during the first month of that new calendar. So now since God is still talking about this new calendar that he made for the uh, Israelite people, it says that it was the first month of that calendar, which means this would have been almost exactly a year since God brought them out of the, uh, the Egyptian nation. So yeah, it did not take them very long to finish this project. I mean, this was done in a few months. Can you imagine that? I mean, that, that that's nuts. That's crazy. How much work and uh, intricacy went into this project and they finished it so quickly because God's spirit was on them. And I did talk a little bit about that, saying that um, when God's spirit comes on a person, they're able to just function better. They get more done. And there was something I talked about a while back. When I used to dedicate my time and my days to God in the morning, when I would sit down and uh, pray that God would help me complete what I needed to do that day, I was way more efficient. I'm not even making this up. I was way more efficient on those days than on days that I didn't do that. And unfortunately, I mentioned that a few days ago on my podcast episode and still have not done that. <laughs> and so now I'm, uh, I'm feeling guilty all over again that I haven't been doing that. And uh, it's something that I'm like, man, maybe I should get back into that because I have not been feeling as productive as I as I used to. But I mean, it's very true when we ask for God's spirit or when God's spirit gets put on somebody to complete a task, those people are able to complete those tasks efficiently, very well within a uh, good time period. And clearly that's what happened with Aholiab and with Bezalel or Bezalel. I'm, I'm still not sure how to say his name, but that's what happened. And uh, we see that here. Now, the second thing I was wrong about was that I thought that uh, they had already assembled everything to show it to Moses. But that is wrong. It says here that God tells Moses to assemble it all. So that means that when Moses went through looking at everything, when everything was completed, it was not assembled yet. They had not assembled the tent of meeting or um, any of the stuff yet. So now it says that on the first day of the first month, God is telling Moses that Moses needs to probably take a team of people and go set up the tent of meeting. And he says the first thing that's supposed to be put into this tent of meeting is um, the Ark of the Covenant. And immediately that should be screened because you remember that the Ark of the Covenant was the only thing in the most holy place in this tent of meeting. And of course, there was supposed to be a screen that totally covered the Ark of the Covenant, because that's where God's presence was going to reside. And so that people didn't just fall dead at God's awesome presence, like even Moses wasn't able to look at it. The screen was supposed to go in front of the Ark of the Covenant so that people wouldn't die when they saw or felt God's presence. I'm not sure how that works, but um, that's why it was veiled off. And then it says that after the Ark of the Covenant is in place and the screen is over top of it, and of course, the tent is already assembled at this point as well, like the outer parts of the tent. God says to Moses that after all that's done, you should bring in the table and set that on it and then bring in the lampstand, light its lamps, and then 
set the golden altar for incense before the Ark of the Covenant and put the screen of the door to the tabernacle. So he's telling him to do these things in order. And I don't understand the order for why he's telling Moses to do these things, though. But there is a specific order. God wanted this stuff to be done. He wanted the tent to be built first, the outer part of the tent. Then he wanted the Ark of the Covenant to be placed next. Then he wanted the veil over the Ark of the Covenant to be placed or the, I should say, the room divider almost. And then he wanted the table done, then the lampstand, then the golden altar for incense, and then the screen to the door of the tabernacle put in place. So I don't, I don't understand, like I said, why the, the order for this stuff, but there's a reason for the order. And God asked Moses to be, to get this done in a very specific way. So then after this, the altar of the uh, burnt offering was supposed to be placed, which would be outside. And then the water basin, and then the water was supposed to be put in it. And then the court was supposed to be placed. Okay, then it says that uh, Moses was supposed to take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that was in it and make it holy. And all of its furniture will be made holy. So the anointing oil... Moses was supposed to put it on his hands and anoint each individual article. Now, I've talked a little bit about anointing oil and the purpose of it in the Old Testament, but I'd like to go a little bit more in depth on that today. So back in, and I had to look this up because uh, <laughs> I'm not an ancient history buff, but back in ancient cultures, oil was used all the time. It was used constantly. It was used to clean the body. It was used um, as perfume. It was used in all sorts of different ways. And we even see it used in other cultures, not just Jewish culture. So it was something that was regularly used as a cleansing product or to beautify oneself. We see that in the book of Esther. Uh, we see it in Ruth where she put on the perfume with the oil and uh, Esther, she was the queen and um, she had to go through a beautification process with oils and um, all sorts of different things. So oil was used for cleansing purposes back in this day and age. So God was using it as a symbol of cleansing something or setting it apart or making it holy. So when he tells Moses to put the oil on inanimate objects, he's almost telling him to like cleanse them for the uh, the process of beautification almost as like a as an object that is set apart, that is made holy. And same with Aaron and his sons here, because God goes on to say that uh, the, the process of anointing Aaron and his sons, Moses was supposed to pour oil on their heads. And this was a part of the ritual of making Aaron the high priest and then making Aaron's sons, the priests, not the high priest, but other priests that were going to be able to minister to the people and to God. So that was kind of the point of anointing oil back then. Now, nowadays, oil is really only used for cooking anymore. <laughs> and or, uh, you know, oil that you can diffuse in your diffuser. But we don't anoint people anymore. So we just don't understand this and the importance of it like it was back in those days with Moses. 
because culturally we just don't use it like that anymore. But fun fact, there are verses in the New Testament that talk about uh, anointing with oil. There's one in, I believe, James that talks about anointing the sick with oil and praying over them. And uh, then I think also Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount mentions anointing oneself when you go to fast. Because back in those days, <laughs> Jesus was upset with the Pharisees because they would make themselves look sick when they were fasting to make themselves look holy. And uh, they wanted everybody to know that they were fasting. But Jesus says, when you guys fast, don't do it like the Pharisees do it. Instead, anoint yourself, you know, cleanse yourself with that oil, put it on your hair, you know, use your perfume and comb your hair. That's what Jesus says in some versions. Um, Comb your hair, wash your face and make yourselves look presentable. Don't let anybody know except the father who is in heaven know when you are fasting because then you will get your reward. And so, yeah, the the concept of anointing somebody with oil nowadays and in the New Testament is is few and far between that but there are some verses that talk about um, anointing with oil oh but one thing I did want to mention about that though is um, we do see the anointing nowadays with the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was going to anoint us or set us apart or make us clean in the way that like oil could not do. It was almost like a foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit after Jesus died on the cross. And we see that, you know, you know, the Old Testament is just full of symbolism with everything pretty much. It's all symbolism to the foreshadowing of Jesus and what was going to happen after the law was fulfilled when Jesus came down and died for our sins. And, you know, we don't have to go through animal sacrifices anymore, but things like the incense represents prayer. We talked about that a little bit. The anointing of the oil represents the Holy Spirit coming to us and anointing us and setting us apart and cleansing us and all that stuff. So we see a ton of symbolism in the Old Testament that maybe back in those days, the people didn't quite understand. But now it's almost like a fulfillment. We, we see it, you know, that the law has been fulfilled. So we understand it nowadays, or we can look back at the Old Testament and see, oh, that's a foreshadowing to Jesus. Oh, that is too. Or that's a foreshadowing to the Holy Spirit or something like that. So it is really cool how we, we can look back at the Old Testament now and see how it's been fulfilled and how a lot of the stuff is just foreshadowing to the time of Jesus. So one thing I want to mention here is actually the end, which was verse 16. It says, Moses did everything according to what Yahweh had commanded him, so he did. So what Moses was supposed to do was set up the, the tent of meeting and all of the articles that go into the tent of meeting, and then he was supposed to uh, do this ritual to make Aaron the high priest and then Aaron's sons the other priests, and part of that ritual was to wash them with water at the door of the tent of meeting. So I don't know if they were fully stripped down naked or not, but it's kind of what it sounds like to me. But Aaron and his sons had to be almost shamed a little bit and had to be washed fully with water as like a symbolism of removing the impurity, removing the dirt. And then after that shame, they were put into these beautiful clothings that Aholiab and Bezalel had made. And now they have like this glory and they're clean and then they get anointed with oil. So it was just a really interesting ceremony that 
Moses had to do for Aaron and for Aaron's sons. But Moses did everything that God had told him to do. So at this point in time, now the entire nation of Israel has fully done everything that God had told them to do. So they were being obedient from Moses all the way down to uh, one of the workers that worked on the tent of meeting or there was a complete and total obedience that uh, God had asked of his people and they had done. And that's kind of where we end today. And you know, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it on your social media platforms. Please go to iTunes and rate it so that it can be found by more people. Write a review if you want. And you know, I want you guys to have a very Merry Christmas. Don't forget to tune in to that P40 Ministries podcast episode on Friday night at midnight, or I should say Saturday morning at midnight. (laughs) But friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much and have a wonderful and blessed week. Happy listening. And of course, God bless.